Welcome, everyone. You are tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We believe in the power of walking together and talking together. It's a simple act to stay connected, and movement is key. This week, we are going to be doing a reaction to the Oppenheimer movie. Yep. So this week, we went on a date night. We went to go um, in Chula Vista and uh, like the Ote Ranch area to go check out this um, film. And... Um, we were pretty excited about that movie. Yeah, we, we, we bought the tickets like almost like a week in advance, and um, we were really looking forward to it, like Ruby was saying. But yeah, then we got some spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film, uh, one, we're not going to recommend re- recommend it. No. So <laughs> if you are you know if you want to watch the film and you're looking for a reason not to, you can tune in, but there are definitely going to be some spoilers. And, yeah. um, you know... Kind of like a spoiler alert is like we didn't actually finish the whole movie. That's how much we didn't like it. So we mm-hmm. left about midway through. And then today we're going to discuss a little bit about that and give you guys our reaction to this movie that a lot of people seem to actually have enjoyed. Yeah. So today I went um, to, you know, look up into the rating and it's like 8.6 out of 10. And I'm like, no way. Um but to be honest, like when we were at uh, the cinema and watched the other movie, Sounds of Freedom, in July, and I saw the trailer of Open Hammer, I was like, yeah. Because I, I mean, like, I'm not very good at physics, but I love physics and I love math and I love um, scientific projects, you know, getting to know the mind of the scientist. That's amazing. So I was so... Um, when when Drake mentions, hey, let's go and watch Oppenheimer, I'm like, who is that person? And and then he shared a little bit because he learned history. And I'm like, yes, heck yes, history and science for sure. So we really like look forward and we even left Bobar home and we yes, just poor yeah. girl. <laughs> and then we um we 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 just head out and say, Yes, we this is gonna be a good date night. Mm-hmm. And it turns out not really. So do you want to share a little bit um, why did we leave? Well, first, before we get into that, we could talk a little bit more about like why we were so excited. I mean, not just with the things that Ruby mentioned, but um, yeah, like we're both we're both really into history. We both really like um, we both really like science, and like this was a movie that like we heard a lot of really good things about. You mm-hmm. know, uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, it's you know, it really gets into like the great aspects of like fission versus." fusion physics and quantum um, physics yeah and really gets into like the political aspects of like what was going on during that time between like communism and um and capitalism things like that and you know ruby comes from a a communist country yeah she moved over here from uh from vietnam and uh my family escaped communism in cuba so like that's something that is like both interesting to, to the two of us that we're both really interested in like you know like how those those things happen here because we're not we we don't like communism like at and all and then we also like get to want for me personally i want to see a different perspective you know like different point of view into this so i'm like yeah sure of course i would love to learn more mm-hmm. but yeah uh-uh. so we were really excited um all these people talked it up and then uh so talking about like why we left so the film starts off pretty pretty well, actually. It goes into it. I mean, it sort of like leaves a lot of uh, to the to the imagination, and um, 
and I actually kinda, I was kind of lost because like because they jump back and forth the, yeah the past of, and the future I was like what is this you know yeah there's a lot of like in the present he the, the film actually kind of almost follows Oppenheimer too much like even though there's all these other characters that we might need to know more about in the beginning it's solely focused around him and that's actually one of the major points that I thought was there's a there's a line in that film that like kind of like speaks to how uh, eerie that is. But anyways, mm-hmm. there's um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But the but beginning of the film. But we try not to spoil the movie <laughs> for those that want to watch it. But we not recommend. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So there's like a there's like a dichot- you know a, a fluid timeline where he's telling a story to people that are asking him that are inquiring to him about his mm-hmm. political leanings. Yeah, and his political leanings are historically. This is something that you could just look up in history. Is um, very very left leaning, and what a lot of people would just consider he was a communist. Mm-hmm. So they're asking him about his his policy, his politics, and the people that he associated with for national security reasons. And you'll kind of find out about like what happened during that time. But um, and then as he's telling the story, it's drifting back and forth between the present. Or his president, which would be at some point after the war, uh, presumably be like the 1960s, and then or the or the mid 1950s around that time, and um, going back into like the 1930s, 1940s, um, leading up into the World War II, mm-hmm. in which during the time that he goes into the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of like bouncing back and forth between that time. So you definitely get like a really good idea of like or at least a decent idea of like what he was thinking but like one of the major complaints that i had already at that point was they just barely brushed on like string theory and all of the 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 really interesting aspects of like fit of physics that you would want to know about mm-hmm. like they're they they sort of like glossed over it and there's a lot of opportunities for them to go a lot deeper yeah because they do spend a lot of time in like the lab and things like that yeah, and then I, I, for me, you know, from the the beginning of the movie until I we left, I think there's a lot of uh, his thinking that is not elaborate well. Like the moment that he threw the class, yeah. If you haven't watched it, don't worry, don't don't. Yeah, his classes into the corner, and then that moment is it click and on something like so. For me, I'm not a physicist. I'm I I like okay. What does that mean? Why don't they elaborate? Why don't they? And then you know there's some some terms that he talked with all the scientists and then you know unlock things and like i want to know more about that these conversations is so inspiring you know yeah yeah especially during this era because there's also like political aspects to it too because they get into a little bit about how and you know ruby and i were just talking about this earlier is a lot of the german uh scientists like albert einstein uh heisen uh, werner heisenberg the, all these guys were Jewish, mm-hmm. and we all know what happened in Nazi Germany during that era was probably one of the causes of like why the Germans didn't end up making the atomic weapon before the Americans is that the Americans were like, hey, if you're a physicist, come on board. We want you. Communists, like we don't care. <laughs> we just want people to make this bomb before the Germans. Yeah. And they put aside all these things, you know... May, which might not have been uh, as as smart as a as a or le- led to other issues afterwards that you'll come to find out, but they didn't really care. 
They didn't care. They should have had a lot more um, scrutiny in terms of like letting communists through. Um, but they just didn't care who it was as long as they were nuclear physicists. Mm-hmm. And as long as they were studying this cutting edge um, theories of physics that would enable them to make the atomic weapon, they were like, hey, you're coming on in. You're coming on in this project. Um, but the Nazis had a different approach. And uh, so they, they definitely brushed on that. So you see like Albert Einstein in the film or yeah. the actors portraying them mm-hmm. and Werner Heisenberg. And then the um, Oppenheimer traveling over to Germany to get uh, more training uh, from the minds that were really diving into these this new cutting edge and fringe theories of, f- of physics. Yeah. So you definitely see like a lot of these different aspects of the film of like who um, you know, all also, these different minds yeah. coming together to what would eventually become the Manhattan Project. Yeah, and then this elaborate. I would. I wish they elaborate more in the Manhattan Project instead of just some some scenes of they working with each other in the lab and you know and and share us you know like I don't I for me I don't understand like the point when he put you know marbles in the in the jar and then people are like yay I'm like okay so what does that mean you know it just give me more a, a lot of curiosity but unsolved uh, throughout the the movie and for me now I understand a little bit more the the shift the change in um you know the american university because they have the physicist and scientist that have a background of you know communist and become a you know a professor and there's that they become a shift into um the universities you yeah. know you could see the the roots of of like how today a lot of the i mean when i was going to school i went to american university here I went to UMass Boston, and even during that time, so this is, mind you, 2006, 2007, during that time, communists were becoming more and more open in the classroom. Uh, they could f- teach freely. They were kind of looked upon as like, hey, like, you know, you probably might want to take that class with that communist, like, but they were open communist professors, mm-hmm. um, and that's such a radical difference between 2007 to today where those theories are not just accepted, but they're actually, um, I would say like the majority. And if you're a conservative or, or even just like pro America professor, then you're going to have a really hard time, you know, finding tenureship in some of these um, universities. And you see that route taking hold um, or that mindset taking hold during, in the film of Oppenheimer where, they make um, they allude to the fact that like hey like there's closet communists, but they're like saying hey we're like the silent majority in the universities right now, and that's back in the in the forties and the thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That movies just show us that a lot of history have been done back in the day. So getting back into this idea of like why did we leave or like the the reason why we left. The movie does go quite a bit deep into the character flaws of Oppenheimer. Um, And some of them are well done in the film. They do a a pretty good scene of him, of of showing his twisted nature. Mm -hmm. Because he's not a very straightforward and respectable scientist. He's respectable in terms of his, his theories and his work. But in terms of his moral character... They, show, they do a very good job of showing 
how weak his moral character is throughout the film. Yeah. Well, at least the four portions that we saw. And uh-huh. they, when they show the fact that he tried to uh, poison, I'm, we're not really sure about like how the severity of the poison would be, but he tried to poison his professor when he was in, in the UK. And um, I mean, he, evol- he eventually has like a, ter- a change of heart and doesn't do it. But it shows that the, there's like these, this character within him that is uh, very twisted. Yeah. And, and then this goes into um, which, which is the, the this goes into one of the re- main reasons why we left is it goes into his adultery mm-hmm. and his uh, womanizing. Yeah. And which I think would be OK to make references to it in the film or to discuss it or to make creative ways for the audience to understand like, hey, this guy, although he was a brilliant scientist. He has major character flaws. They do a good job with the apple uh, scene with him poisoning this apple. But then they go into and showing really vivid and um, what's the word? Like explicit Mm -hmm. um, sex scenes that just don't really even belong in the film. And I think it just it just take too much time on, you know, like focus on that. And um, instead of focus on, you know, scientist work. Um, scientific work um, and to be honest I'm I was uncomfortable because I understand that they rate it at you know restricted but you know like very unnecessary and it's it just bombarded with nudity and you know like because the reason we do the podcast because we are for family we yeah. we we want connections we we want you know to to stay connected and for me, you know, when to see that, I was like, okay, um, the, you know, the, the producer wants to, you know, share that, 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 that theory, I'm sorry, that idea across. We got it. Like the yep. very first time that, you know, uh, he locked eye with the other girl and then he, and then right after that, he kissed another lady. I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm lost. Who, who are, who he's with? And then, mm-hmm. so we got the the message, but then it's constantly going to nudity, and then over and over and over again. And for me, to be honest, I was not happy, and I was totally upset. I'm like, we need to go, we need to leave because our eyes and our you know um, ears are very important. And then you know whatever like we allow to see in you know is. Yeah, people will say, oh, it's okay. It's, you know, you just watch it once in a while. You know, it's fine. You know, no, it's no problem. No, no. The next time you, you walk out of that movie or maybe you doing uh, driving or working, that, that pictures will come up. And then that picture is stirring something else that's just lost, you know? And then, and then that is spirit that we do not want in our marriage, you know? Maybe it's not, okay, I'm, I don't have them, you know, that thought toward my spouse. But hey, we allow that because we watch it. We allow that to in, in, into our mind already. So, you know, everything starts with a thought. So that's why I'm like, uh-uh, I don't like this movie, uh, where it's going. I want to see the, I mean, like, I regret not to stay at the, at, at the end because I don't see the final thing, which is that, you know, the, the but I will not yeah. tolerate Three hours. Yeah, maybe if it comes out on like when it comes out on, on like Netflix or something like that, we could watch it and then skip through. <laughs> but, but like it seemed like 
like but the, like I will not tolerate my to 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 just watch nudity yeah. and adultery and on it wasn't my face. Just like the nudity that was the problem. I mean, nud- like it's nudity can be, I think, like in certain s- instances, could be like necessary to tell the story. So, like for example, like if there's a uh, if you're watching a, a movie about survival, and you know the a man is trying to survive out in the wild and then falls into the river. And now he's got to take off his clothes to dry them out or else he's going to die. You know, because like wearing wet clothes in the, in the freezing cold is just, you're going to die. You know, and then telling that aspect of the story is kind of needed to show like, like, the, like the trials of, this, of, what, of what a survivor is going through. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't that. <laughs> no. Those scenes did not belong into the story. It just, to, to be honest, it just celebrate ad- adultery and then there's uh, like a jealousy between two women. This is not a family look like, and this is not what we, you know, we stand for. Yeah. And then that's why we look at each other and was like, "Are you comfortable watching this?" And like, no. Yeah, and I think to 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 fully understand, like how much this didn't belong into the film, I have to describe the scene. There's one scene that was particularly disturbing, because he is in the middle of being interviewed by, you know, so spoiler alert. If you want to just fast forward through, he's in the middle of being interviewed by. It looks like the FBI. And the FBI, at this point, I think that they have revoked his security clearance because his security clearance was granted in order for him to be able to see all aspects of the project. Um, so if anyone that's been through a security clearance um, like I have, like it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy thing, especially for like that level of security. So they're like really scrutinizing him and they're going over every aspect of his life and... For one thing, his wife is in the in the room, which mm-hmm. I don't think is part of that process. Like, I don't. There's no reason why they would have in real in the real world. There's no reason why they would have his wife in the room. Um, it actually would probably impede him from speaking freely, so that it didn't make any sense of like why they had her in there. But to Ruby's point, is like they're trying to invoke that jealousy. You know, they're trying to invoke that like. The, the spirit of like him having this conflict of interest between him, his current wife and then his previous one because they still have a relationship. Um, and then they make that, they, sorry, they make that like known throughout his interview, much to the embarrassment of his current wife mm-hmm. because clearly she didn't know. Or she might have had um, suspicions, but she didn't know for sure. And now they're bringing that up during the interview process. And then instead of just like speaking about it, they go into like almost like a like a weird like fantasy or like it's not even really like a fantasy. It's like the producers putting in this scene where like they're almost how do you put it showing how naked and revealed he is during this interview, but not just naked like that would be one thing to show like to show the viewer or the audience like hey, this man is like being exposed. And then symbolically he's being exposed and then they show him being exposed by showing him like naked at this interrogation scene. But they didn't stop there. <laughs> they go the extra mile yeah. and then have him having sex in the room. Where his interview is when happening. When he's being interviewed, which clearly didn't happen, but this is like how perverted the, the producers were and then put this scene into the movie, which goes back to my point that it did not belong. It's not the same as like 
the revenant or um to start a fire where like you're dealing with a movie with like cavemen and of course there's going to be like a little bit of nudity in a movie with cavemen because they're trying to be authentic they're trying to show like this is how things were back then you know people walked around barefoot and in like animal skins <laughs> you know or yeah. like this happens in a survival in, in situation mm-hmm. this was not that and then that that's the reason why we feel like this is just bombarded you know put that image on that thought and that spirit of lust and jealousy into our mind i'm like no we need we need to take you know ownership with our mind and our eyes and that, that's why we said nope that's enough and yes, we say no to to this, and then we walked out. And I think we are the only two that walked out of the movie. Yeah, we think we were the only two that walked out. Um, and I, there wasn't be- really a whole <laughs> lot of people that were there, so no. that's, there's 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 that. But I can't imagine that there were other people there that were also uncomfortable because it's not like you you can sort of expect that type of thing in certain movies. This was a movie I was not expecting that at all. No. I was expecting scientific More science, yes. I was expecting like certain like graphic scenes, like probably having to do with murder or, um, you know, cause, or like espionage, things like that, because we are dealing with the cold, the, the, not the Cold War. We're dealing with World War II era, you know, mm-hmm. and we're dealing with like high level classification kind of stuff with like the Manhattan Project. And probably people did get, you know, killed in order to maintain secrecy or um, and confidentiality back then. But um, I guess we can we could sort of like leave it at that, that these were like the main two issues that we had, that there was just... Um, They're not, not for healthy discuss- marriage. Yeah. They are not for... Uh, is there too much on, you know, personal life instead of, you know, the project and the, the, the scientific work behind that? Yeah, and I think, you know, going back to the communism thing is that that is actually like a facet of these types of typically this is a facet of like those types of relationships with those, with that type of political and like philosophical leanings that because their, their philosophy of, of life is like no borders, no boundaries, you know, just do what you want. Like everything's okay. Yeah. That, that, mentality permeates into their way of life and even their marriage yeah and then it's for me it's really sad when i see you know the the wife is you know instead of taking care of the the baby she say no i'm sick of this baby and i'm gonna drink and like and then they feel okay to bring their infant to another family and say you take care of this and i'm so shocked to hear the other man say like Oppenheimer, uh, Oppenheimer, you yeah. see more than we do. That's the line that disturbed you, me the most. You, you can, you can, you know, go on and do your business. I'm taking care of your baby. If I was, if that were me, I would say, heck no. He basically implied that he was a god. He said something <laughs> said, along no, the lines that's of my like, baby, you know, you see more than we do. You peer into the into the universe and you into the world or the universe and you see it for. You see it in a way that most don't, and there's a price to be paid for that. And you know, but then he said, yes. like, you see it differently than us mortals. But then you know, like, so he's he's he reveres him as like a god. And for for me, again, like looking at the family perspective, like the children, the reason that we have problems because we neglect them, and yeah. then and then can you and imagine then these people were enabling them? 
Yeah, and then you don't know who they're gonna educate your child, and and you know like, and then you are, what 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 the person trying to say is that oh my child is not important as my career, mm-hmm. I can sacrifice. This is no like if we want a good life, we and we want to pass on the next generation, we have to intentional pass it on what we really want because otherwise the other people will do it for us and that we don't know the result you know because it could be good it could be bad so that's why i'm like okay yeah <laughs> this is against our not against but like it, it just show me more of you know the understa- character. characters and you know like the background and and you know a lot of people sacrifice career over family and i think it is it, need to be changed yeah i think and the other thing was like he didn't have any real friends. He had he had what I what I would call like sycophants, people that just sucked up to him, praised him, and enabled him to ha- uh, have that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Whereas a real friend, I've had situations like this with my friends. So they'll be like, "Hey, this is what's happening in my house," and I'm like, "Hey, you need to shut that down." You know, like that's not that's not something that you want to live with. You know, like if. In that situation, his friend should have been like, hey, bro, I have your back. If you need help, I've got you. But what are the boundaries here? How long am I going to watch your child? What's going on? How can I help? Helping isn't just taking the child and not asking any questions. Yeah. Not having a discussion about it. Like getting accountability, you know. You know, you want to be there for your friend. If your friend is coming up to me and like, hey, I need you to take care of my child. Okay, sounds like you're in a rough spot. I've got you. You're my friend. I'll take care of you, whatever you need. But I need to at least know what's going on mm-hmm. because you're bringing your life now into my life in a way that is pretty big deal. Yeah. So we need to have a conversation about that. And I need, and if you respect me and ask me for such a big favor to take care of your child for you, then you should at least bring me in on what's going on. And we need to find out together how we can help you get through that because the goal should be you have your child back. Yeah. Let me like accountability yeah. in, in friendship. So, well, now we can move now to the next point is what would we love to see in, you know, Oppenheimer. Yeah. So some of the things that we did see, see that we liked was that um, the acting was very good. Yeah, for sure. The acting, the cinematography, the way that they... Um, painted this as like the early 40s uh 30s and they made the time frame and they made like the timeline um or like the the time period i should say very accessible that you felt like you were watching something back in the 40s mm-hmm. even though like the technology and the um the cinematography and like the quality of the film was was very you know you know contemporary but they did give it that 40s feel with like the attire with the way that the characters acted mm-hmm. with the, the proliferation and, of yeah. smoking <laughs> they yeah. were able to smoke throughout the like, wherever surprised. they wanted <laughs> i was like wait hold on <laughs> yeah, yeah i was surprised about i'd explain that, that to ruby that like even <laughs> in the 90s that was a thing like you could pr- pretty much smoke wherever you wanted in the 90s yeah because they smoke in uh, the lab and also like the, the classroom yeah the classroom so it was, wherever they wanted <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, that was um, that was really good aspects of the film, and um, I guess like one thing we could touch on is like the beauty of science. That like mm-hmm. that there is a lot of um, beautiful things that happen in the scientific world 
where you know these scientists do peer into like the inner workings of our universe and see especially like in the world of like physics and mathematics they can almost mm-hmm. like see god's mind at work yeah and um you know we do our best in in the scientific world to to make that happen but you know like there's so many great scientific minds that that have made such you know tremendous um progress in that area and one of them would be is albert einstein and then they show einstein um in the film and you can just see like the difference between him and oppenheimer yep where what's einstein doing throughout the film he's just he's just hanging out (laughs) he just take his walks and take your walks through nature to nature's and he i love when you know the response of einstein when oppenheimer came to him and say hey because he worked again. Spoiler again. Yeah, spoiler. Um, he worked with he worked with other phys- physicians and uh, physicists, and then um, and they um, you know, they come up with something, and then they want like, okay, let's check with Einstein because he's genius too. But when Einstein look at this and then I look at the paper, he said like, this is your project, it's not mine. And I feel like, well, at at that point in the movie, I didn't see the whole review of characters of Oppenheimer. And for me, he's just like a good, you know, scientist. But then slowly on, it's like Einstein respond. It just showed me how much character that Einstein carry. And, and, and he said like, and then other scientists, like, I, I can't do this project because, you know, eth- ethical and things like that. But like, yeah. yeah. So I love that contract. Yeah, so basically he shows him like um the mathematics that show that like and which is a real concern at the time um based off the, off these mathematics was that that the nuclear reaction uh would that the nuclear reaction of creating the nuclear weapon the atomic bomb would not just stop at the nuclear reaction that it had within the bomb but that the nuclear reaction would also ignite the atmosphere. Yeah. So they show, or Oppenheimer shows these the, this formula, this mathematical formula that basically shows that to Einstein. And Einstein's like, he's like, well, you know, you're going to have to run the numbers. He's like, That's, that doesn't sound like my problem. That sounds like your problem. I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. You know, so he's basically telling him very, like, courteous, like, uh, respectfully, like, yeah, that could probably be the case. Or it, or it could not. I don't really know. And... I'm not really involved in that, so mm-hmm. I got other things to do. And then he just kind of just like walks around and he's continuing to observe nature and yeah. having and enjoying his life. So he like you see two very different modes of thinking in terms of like physics, mm-hmm. where you know Einstein loves they just or at least they paint it. I'm not an expert on Einstein, so I can't really speak to like how he was in the real world, but. At least that is at least how he's painted in, um, in, in his official stories. Is mm-hmm. that he was sort of just like your average guy that just loved physics and spent his whole life working on that and enjoyed his life outside of it. Whereas, you know, Oppenheimer was a lot more politically motivated and, um, yeah, had other like char- serious character flaws. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I watched that, I also like have a thought of 
what what was it that you know at that period of time that birthed so many scientific scientists scientists and scientific project that that you know like make a big impact until nowadays like we people still learning about quantum physics like mm-hmm. and um you know nu- nuclear and it, it just so much and then why is it at that era that birthed so much good stuff and i wish that we also like you know going go going to that era again you know for this society with technology that that can birth something meaningful some something that you know for instead of having you know worry about you know um things that not moving us forward into you know the development of the society one thing that i love is that um i don't i'm, I'm not sure you are a fan of elon musk or tesla or not but for me what i see to you know what i see is that elon musk have an a, a vision and not it's not a small vision a huge vision and this guy bring the the idea and vision into reality and um i'm talking about you know like i'm not sure if you have a experience with tesla or not but before before tesla we have you know electrical vehicle but the experience with tesla is that he bring the standard <coughs> way more up and into the points that I was like wow he's really like throughout thinking about this product and and it's very efficient of course you know it's not perfect but compared to different you know elect- electrical cars before um, tesla this is a way advanced and um it it and it's have you know throughout plants like i mentioned um and then another another guy like steve job right so before we have smartphone iphone is bringing to the market a different standard and then now you no know, other other in- innovations coming in but you know like I for me I'm not a scientist. <laughs> This is yeah. not my field. But I like I wish we have more scientists, you know, like that have big vision that that one okay, I want to con- contribute to the world this and yeah. you know. There was there was definitely an era um and this was probably the tail end of that era. This is like the the last um t- uh, period of that where you know you had your your Nikola Teslas which is what Tesla was named after you have your Albert Einsteins mm-hmm. um your uh Alexander Graham Bell you know all of these like fame you know what's his name uh Thomas Edison and, like Henry Ford all of these guys back then uh, the the Wright brothers they were all like their era of like rock stars Yeah. and the the american people back then like aspired to be like entrepreneurs inventors um pe- like the whole like this, like it was like such a whole, uh, an era back then of like i want to have these patents i want to have this invention you know and there was such a boom in that era of of inventors and people that were trying to you know make products and make services that made people's lives better um but yeah like And actually this movie does a really good job of showing the marked decline of that era that you know the the few ideas that are new are are like tainted you know or mm-hmm. subversive and the rest of it is just carbon copies of what were done 
back in the 80s and the 90s with just like a little bit of repackaging. And that's like Hollywood today. Mm-hmm. Hollywood might come out with like a, like, a, like a movie that like has the potential to be like a great film like Oppenheimer and then they, you know, pervert it. Yeah, and it's then, pretty sad. And then they'll have like um, all of their other movies will just be redos of movies that were from the 80s or superhero movies that just keep re redone and rewashed. It's like it's almost like we're stuck in this like mindset of like, well, everything that was ever good was already done. So we're just going to keep following that formula without thinking outside the box. Which is not true because every one of us is very unique, no matter what, you know. And then I think back in the day, they are all dreamers, even though they're scientists. They, they, they dream big dreams. And because of that, it pulled them into the reality of, you know, their achievements. So I think, talk about that, you know, like, I, for me, I think I, I, I have to continue to, like, take time to dreams instead of getting, you know, into the huddle of the weeks, you know, and um, doing new things, doing things that you loved and meaningful. And I think that, you know, creativity is a, is, is a thing, you know, to um, the, the strength that people can pull us into uh, new things. Yeah, and I think that's, um, that's a good note to end on. Um, we are going to be changing our format for uh, Engaging Walk going into the future. Stop. Um, we do have two episodes that were just released on YouTube. So these episodes are from weeks past, but we were able to get a video copy or we were able to videotape ourselves doing the podcast. So if you'd like to see that, uh, hopefully you do. It's on YouTube. You can just go into Engaging Walk and you can see episodes. I think it's 12 and 13, which is Growing in Faith and Love Maps Respect. Respectively, so you can see um, us doing that podcast on YouTube, and going forward, that is going to be our intention: is to do fifteen-minute podcasts uh, with the video, and um, yeah, so you can see those all on YouTube, and then you can also listen to the audio portion on Spotify, Pandora, Apple, whatever it is. Wherever you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And we thank you guys for listening. And um, You want to talk about the assignment? Yeah. So we also want to let you guys know about this assignment for this week. So Ruby and I stepped outside of our comfort zone. Normally, <laughs> yes. we watch like, we go at safe and we watch like PG movies. <laughs> like, uh, we'll, or like Sound of Freedom, a movie that we know is like, you know. It's for life. It's, pre- yep. you know. For families and you know so, all yeah, the we, good stuff. We try to we said we try our very best to stay clear of like movies that are, you know, perverted like the one that we just saw. But anyways, we want to encourage you guys to step outside your comfort zone and watch a film or documentary if you want to play it safe. Well, even those you never know uh, <laughs> that you normally wouldn't watch as a couple and discuss the ideas and emotions that it stirred up within. Yeah. Um, which was the case for Oppenheimer. Although we didn't like the movie, we did have very healthy discussions about our values, our boundaries, and things that we, do, what we like. And sometimes to get a better idea of what, you, of what you like in life, you have to kind of encounter things that you don't. It creates a boundary. It creates um, 
an area of like, hey, this is this is not okay. This is this is good. Yeah, and don't be afraid to you know to set that boundary and hold it through it. You know. Yeah, we definitely took our took our date night. You know that, and so we end up with the sushi. Yeah, so we saw <laughs> we made some sushi and we saw the beautiful sunset. Yes, that's the plus. That's definitely. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we hope that you can take our engaging walk and make it your own. Yeah, and thank you so much for spending time with us. We appreciate that, and please say hi and drop up some comment, and we love to read them and um, tell us where you you know listen from. So and please stay tuned week? for next week. What we yes. got coming up next week, Ruby? We're gonna talk about building intimacy and emotional connection. Very, very important and dicey. Con- uh, uh, dicey, you know, it's like dicey. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to hear is the tea, as they call <laughs> it, the tea. Yeah. You know what? How do you maintain um, the intimacy? Yeah, the and intimacy and the emotional connection, connection. In, your, in your in your marriage. Yep. So don't forget to click the follow button. Yep. And subscribe and rate us and all that and share the content with people that you that you think would benefit from this topic. And um, so my name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. And we are Engaging Walk. Walk. Signing out. Bye.